0: Man Show. We got a great show for you today. We got Rick Ray on the line with us already. Warren Moon after Rick Ray and Ryan Cameron tonight on the Boss Man Show. And we're going to get it going real quick with my man. I saw him up in Nashville They play TSU tight up there. I got the winner up there, but he's got to win this against Tennessee Tech. South Missouri State's head coach Rick Ray on the Boss Man Show. Coach, what is up, my man?
1: Boss Man, thanks for having me on. Always good to talk to you.
0: Yes indeed. And coach, I text you tonight, man. You came off a good win at Tennessee Tech. Your guys up by twenty or so. You got a little bit tight there, but did you love the fact that your guys held on, even though they had a big lead, let that lead slip away they held on as so a coach. Does that make you feel real good you knowing your guys can fight through adversity the way they
1: did? Well, I tell you what, you you never wanna have to go to adversity. You like to sail away with that, that twenty point or thirty point win. Uh, But the most important thing is guys can learn from their mistakes uh, with the win. It would have been terrible if we had to learn from our mistakes with the loss on that. But uh, really was excited about the way our guys came out and competed and did some of the things that we talked about in the scouting report. So a lot of times, like, you know, getting guys to understand the importance of what you walk through and what you talk about on the board but carrying that on to the court and actually executing, I thought our guys did a really good job of being locked in to the scouting court and playing with some activity.
0: Yes, indeed. the Coach, for you guys, I mean, you guys only won two games of conference last year. Now you've won two already, so you got to feel good with that, knowing that you already messed your output last year. And my next point is this. Does it make you feel good in seeing your guys play tough at Belmont up in second half, but they got one on a run and beat you, but you played them tough, played Tennessee State tough in Nashville, as I alluded to, and then you got these huge conference wins with your team, with your team going to UT Martin on Saturday. So how do you feel about that, seeing your team playing hard, still fighting hard, getting that good flow of conference play and playing some tough, tough competition early in the
2: slate?
1: Well, I, I tell you, it's easy for guys to kind of roll over when they get disappointed with some of the things we did in our non-conference play. Um, but I always talk to our guys about the fact what we need to do is this is a one big league in the OBC. Unfortunately, you had a team like Murray State a couple of years ago win twenty-nine straight games and, and losing a last second shot at Belmont and in, uh, in the OBC tournament is still not getting at large bid. Um so what you gotta do is you you gotta put all your effort towards doing really well um in the OBC play to put yourself in the best position possible. Um, to get a great seed in the OVC tournament and eventually win that OVC tournament to, to earn an NCAA bid. So the first thing we talked about with our guys is you got to make sure that you protect your home court. We've done that here so far um, with that 2-0 and record at home. And then the next thing you want to do is try to get a split on the road. Now, I think uh, everybody says that Tennessee State and, and Belmont, those are the top two teams in, in, uh, in the East and in the OVC. And I thought we really played well at, at Tennessee State um, and had a chance to win the ball game there without one of our uh, key contributors playing. And then we were fortunate enough to play really well in the first half against Belmont, but I wasn't able to hold on. So I'm really pleased with the way our guys are trying to come together as a team.
0: Yes, indeed, folks. Join my Simo, Red Hawks head coach, Rick right here on the Boss Ed show, friend of the show, great guy. Now, coach, now, I saw you guys play up there at Tennessee State, and, you know, that guy, Tajir McCall, is a beast up there. you got to go play Evan Brad. So, looking at playing those guys and playing how you, how you try your defenses, do you feel like that the slate can get kind of a little bit, not not easier, but you've play, played the best so far. So, now, going forward, you can tell your guys, we played against the best in this conference, supposedly, how they was picked, but look at us. We played them tough. We're, we're hard-nosed. Like you said, listen to the game plan discipline, follow the walkthroughs, they'll be okay. And do you feel that way? Because they the East Coast kind of Act, if you ask me. BTLC TLC Tech, another team that wanted to take something pretty good in the conference. So how you feel about that going forward? Knowing that your guys are, are getting a little harder, getting harder now. Just call it a it's kind of non-conference, playing tough competition. You got to get better from here, right?
1: Well, I, I tell you what, boss, man. Guys are unbelievably resilient Um you know, you can go out and you can have a tough stretch and guys find a way to bounce back. But it's also amazing how confident guys can get after just winning one game. You know, so um, we beat Tennessee Tech here and, and guys come in and practice the next day and, and they're, like, kind of sticking their chest out and really excited and they're not ready to work and practice the next day. Um, so it's, and I told them it's all about what we do on a day-in, day-out basis our work habits and us being locked in mentally that's going to prepare us for the next game. So, you know, I said we, we, we're going to play the way that we practice. And so uh, our guys kind of took that to heart and we really ended up having a spirit of practice after we talked to them about that. So, you know, you can't rest on your laurels. You also um, got to find a way to fight yourself out of a slump too.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, look, in this game, you're on the road to UT Martin. What are some things you're seeing from those guys on the film that you're going to have to make sure that you your guys key on to win that game, Saturday and Martin?
1: Well, I tell you, UT Martin always presents a unique uh, problem because they play a matchup zone, and they play that matchup zone pretty much 99% of the game. And when you play a matchup zone, you got to have an offense that has some man principles to it um, but you also can't just run a straight man offense. Um, so what we've got to do is we've got to be able to attack the gaps and get the ball into the paint. And I think what happens a lot of times when, when guys hear zone, they automatically think they got to make a lot of threes. And, and the truth is what you need to do is you still need to attack the paint and try to get the ball inside either with dribble drives or with paint touches from posties. Um, so we'll be, it'll be interesting to see how our guys, um, see if they don't settle just for three-point shots offensively. And then for us defensively, they, they, uh, they have a lot of guys that can make jump shots. Most teams you play, they're trying to drive the ball into the paint first. But this team is really good at taking uh, threes and pull-up jump shots.
0: Folks, that's Rick right here on the Boston Man Show. Now, Coach, I, I'm happy for you. You know, in year two, you two, Southeast Missouri State, seen, I seen, just feel the improvement around your team, watching them play. I feel like you got to have won that game against Tennessee State. So, for you, being in the show shoes every day, what's the biggest difference you've seen in your program from last year the issue from last time we talked about your program on the show?
1: Well, I think the number one thing is just depth. Um, last year, we ended up with eight scholarship players and, Um, just not enough depth to to really go out and compete on a day-in, day-out basis. And the thing that's really unique about this team thus far is we've got three guys that are out for the season um, with season-ending injuries, And, and two of those guys would have been starters for us. Um, so for us to be making the strides that we're making as a team and as a program without those three young men um, really speaks volumes of the kind of depth that we've established in a short amount of time here. Uh, and the second thing about it is just guys starting to buy into the culture of what you're trying to do both on and off the court. And the thing that we stress here is if guys aren't taking care of responsibilities off the court, then they have no chance of being successful on the court. And and what we talk about is if I can't trust you to go to class, if I can't trust you to go to your tutor, if I can't trust you to be um, at appointments at time, then how can I trust you at the end of the game at Murray State? So we tell those guys those are all correlated and they really mean something. And I'm just really happy we think we got the right guys in here that are going to go forward and try to represent this program and university in the right manner. And, Coach, you
0: tell me about a kid that you were recruiting down here in Atlanta that will be coming your way real soon. So tell us a little bit about him. And who are some other guys in this area that you may have your eye on that you may want to get to come your way to Southeast Missouri State?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm really excited about the young man that we got already signed and committed to our program. Uh, Khalil Cuffey um, is a young man out of Langston Hughes High School. And uh, the coach there, Roy Welsh, just does an unbelievable job um, with his kids both on and off the court. Uh, Khalil is kind of a 6'4", 6'5", big body wing. And the thing I like about him is two things. One is he already has the physical maturity and body to come in and play right away. Uh, most freshmen coming into the program, that's the biggest adjustment they have to make is the, physical, uh, the physicality of the game going from high school to college. And we think with his body that he'll be able to contribute right away. And the second thing about it is I'm just big on guys being able to ring the bell and knock down shots. And I think Khalil will be able to come in and knock down shots for us right away. I think he's an extreme shooter. Um, the AAU game that I saw personally in play, he, he made eight three-pointers in that game um, playing with the Georgia Stars. So we're just really excited about him coming to the program. i got to give a lot of credit to my assistant, Nick Lagoon, um, who was a former high school coach here in the Atlanta area. He was at Green Forest Christian and just did a tremendous job of recruiting young man and using his relationships that he has established in that area. So Atlanta is is a is, a, um, is a fertile recruiting ground. And I think it's a place we're going to continue to try to come in and, and get some of the best talent that we can get to come play for us here at Southeast Missouri State.
0: Yeah, Coach. I'd say I see a lot of coaches here on my off days here in town, Coach. Because I told you I'm out here in Midtown. I'm right from Buckhead, so I see him. <laughs> so I'm like, it's like <laughs> I see him. I'm like, I know why you here. <laughs> you trying to get you some talent. Yeah,
1: no <laughs> question about it. So I tell you, everybody can't go to Georgia, Georgia, Georgia State, and Georgia Tech. You got you got right. something
0: else, so you can't all go go here. So, no doubt, yeah. you got to do that. And, Coach, I saw your tweet about Bill Walton on the cast, man. Dude's entertaining as I don't know what, Coach. What's your thoughts on Bill Walton? In when he was talking about marijuana on the the other day with Snoop Dogg, <laughs> to, what's your t- thoughts on Bill Walton, Coach?
1: Well, i I tell you what, you know, um, one of my best friends is Conzo Martin over at uh, California there at Cal Berkeley. Um, we worked together over at uh, Purdue, and so – I tend to watch some West Coast games so I can look in on his team and see how those guys are doing. And, and Bill Walton obviously does a lot of commentating for for those Pac-12 teams. And it's just like the entertainment value. A lot of times when I'm watching the games, I really don't even have the sound up. But uh, uh, Bill Walton is on rare occasion, but I got to have the sound on because you never know what you're going to get. So there's always going to be some sort of a Grateful Dead um, yes. reference and, and – just kind of him expounding and going on on different tangents. So it's an experience. When I saw he was actually doing a college football um, simulcast, I said, I've got to tune into this for a little bit and see how it is. But it was just an entertainment value. No doubt,
0: Coach. Coach, you've been entertained as well on this show, and I love the devil. I love what got your team, Coach. So look forward to seeing you, you guys. Hope I see you at the OVC tournament in Nashville. Hope you guys make it. I see you there and have you on before that. But if no doubt, Coach, we we'll have you again in the future. And if you guys from Atlanta want to have on this show, help you out. Feel free to hit me up. We'll make it happen, Coach.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me on, boss, man. you always been good to me. All right, folks. That's Rick right here on the Boss Man Show. Come on, next is Warren
3: Moon after the break.
2: I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team, and I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge, To find out more information about the Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it.
4: Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
0: Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. here on the boss man show and as promised I told you we're having back on the show and we talked about this early in the, early this year we talked about this but the Falcons Seahawks playing in the playoffs and either going out to Seattle or coming to Atlanta and it's happening which means we're having on the Hall of Famer Seahawks radio collateral Warren Warren moving back on the boss man show Warren how's everything out there with you guys in Seattle man I know you're excited about this game and a big one at that at the Georgia Dome one more time.
5: Yeah, boss, man. We uh, we were ready to come on down to the ATL and uh, see what we can do against uh, those Falcons. Falcons have had a great year. Uh, Matt Ryan has had an MVP-type season, and uh, Dan Quinn has done a great job of turning around the mentality of that football team, and, and they're playing much better on defense each and every week. So we have our hands full, we know, coming in there to try and play a team that's well-rested. They've been sitting back for the last couple of weeks waiting to play, and uh, you know, we got one game under our belt last week against Detroit, played pretty well, so now it's on to on to Atlanta.
0: Now, Warren, do you feel like having to actually play that game last week actually help help Seattle because they've got the rhythm back they that won a big game, a playoff game against this Detroit, had Thomas Rawls infuse offense with life, you know. Paul Richardson making his catches out like crazy out there, one-hands and stuff, man. So you feel like playing that game actually helps the Seahawks come into Atlanta where the Falcons had a week off and maybe not be a little bit rusty come out of the game in that first quarter or so.
5: Yeah, it can happen that way. We've seen teams come off of buys and come out flat and not play well at the beginning because they just got out of that rhythm that they were in You know, just to end the season. So it depends on how they come out of the locker room and, and uh, how well they prepared throughout that break where they maybe didn't take too much time off and their practices were very uh, competitive in that. That's going to help uh, to get you back you know, into your rhythm when you get into that football game finally. But the Seahawks are already battle-tested. They've already gone through the through the first playoff game as far as the anxiety, the, the, uh, the emotion and all that of, of that first playoff game, and they don't have to worry about that. Now they just go out there and play the game as if it's another football game in the season where the Falcons are going to have to adjust to, to this new attitude, this new second season that, that uh, happens when you get into the playoffs, because it's a different mentality, it's a different uh, intensity, uh, it's a different energy when you get into the playoffs.
0: Exactly. And this is a game, Warren, I feel like, is a, a game of two teams that mirror each other. With Dan Quinn being on the P carry all those years, Dan Quinn bringing it to Atlanta now, there's no secrets out there. Played them in week six as well. Close game. A call here that could have won that game for, for the Falcons or the Seahawks there. And I feel like this game's a game toss-up, actually. Because I told people, I like, guess this is a pick em to me, because... Teams are evenly matched. Now the Seahawks coming in off their win, we're coming in off of bye, so that could be a difference if you jump on early. But to me, it's a toss one.
5: Well, you know, the first time we played early this season, uh, it was a close football game, went right down to the end, and uh, we ended up winning 26-22 in Seattle. Uh, you got to say that the Falcons have to have a home field advantage because they are at home. They have the, you know, the crowd in their favor. Uh, they, they love playing indoors because Matt can throw the ball so much better indoors, we Don't have to worry about the elements outside, um, so that's in their favor and they're rested, so yeah, I think there's a lot of advantages for Atlanta in this game, I think there's a lot of advantages for the Seahawks, but uh, that's why they play the games and we'll see how this thing turns out.
0: Now Warren, have you guys always seen Paul Richardson as, as talent, he showed his Detroit to do that, and I was just wondering if of course, if you are out there, why does he feature a little bit more, if he can make these crazy catches, make these plays on the field, impact the game in that way that he did against the Lions?
5: You know, the the problem with Paul is ever since we drafted him, and he he was a high-round draft pick. He was our first pick uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was three years ago. He's just been injured off and on and, and never really, really been able to stay on the field and stay healthy. And... um now that he's healthy and getting a chance to play because of Tyler Lockett being hurt, you know, he broke his leg a few weeks ago, you know, Paul's getting his chance to play now, and, and the things that he showed in that game, he shows in practice all the time. It's just hard to get on the field when you got Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Curse, and all those guys in front of you, so uh, nobody was surprised by that as far as people in the organization seeing what he did, but I'm sure the rest of America was because that's the first time they really saw him out there. Yes,
0: and I also want to ask you this about Jimmy Graham, just from, from looking from afar. it's seems like he's not used enough in the red zone for my liking, or used enough just in the passing game period. Because the guy's a mismatch, you know. Put him out there on a, on a corner or a safety on, on nickel guy, he's trouble. So all I was just wondering, as a former quarterback, as a guy who watches the game, watches the team a lot, do you feel like that he could be used a little bit more and more and more volume than he's used already?
5: You know, when he came to Seattle, everybody knew in Seattle he wasn't gonna catch the the amount of balls that he um, caught in New Orleans because our offense isn't geared that way. We don't throw it up and down the field like they do and and you know, Jimmy came mainly because of course he wants to to contribute but he also wants to win and that's what he wasn't doing in in um in new orleans and he got a chance to go to the playoffs last year and now he's in the you know the playoffs again this year and he had a great season he was over 900 yards in receptions but yeah we should use him more especially in the red zone like you said and if i was quarterback and i would definitely throw the football more to him i throw him some nice little jump balls up there and and let him take advantage of that height and that basketball ability but We don't seem to use him as much that way, uh, and maybe we will down the road. But um, that's one thing I would try and take more advantage of is those uh, mismatch opportunities against either smaller DBs or slower linebackers.
0: Folks, we got Warren Moon, Hall of Famer, here on the Boston Band Show, Seattle Seahawks radio analyst as well. And uh, Warren also asked about the line of the Seahawks. To me, it seems like they've really improved over the year, and Tom Cable has really done a wonders with Those guys, it's the cheapest line in the NFL, as you already know, but he's making these guys work I and mean, kind of get them together and they're at the right time because they're running a game with Thomas Rawls and if precise is healthy enough to play, it could be a problem for the Falcons on defense.
5: Yeah, the biggest um, problem for them this year, first of all, was their inexperience and in their youth. You know, we have – three rookies starting up on the offensive line we have a our center is his first year playing center he was our right guard last year you know our right guard is a rookie our left tackle is a rookie our right left guard is a, is a, a second year player so a lot of inexperience up there and those guys just haven't had a chance to really play together long enough to get that cohesion that you need and there was also some injuries to those guys throughout the year, so the guys were missing from time to time. But the last four weeks or so, they've all been together the unit, they've been healthy and they're starting to get better as a group. And and you saw that last week where Thomas, you know, ran the ball well and Thomas has been hanged up all year long too, so he's finally healthy. And I think we might get C J Pro back who is another really gifted running back that uh, has shown well throughout this year, but he was injured. So Everybody's healthy now. They're healthy at the right time. Hopefully we're playing our best football in the playoffs.
0: Now, one looking at the defensive scheme that you guys run, of course, same kind of Dan Quinn runs, but the Packers now using Justin Hardy now using Taylor Gabriel Moore, Aldrick Robinson along with Sanu and Julio Jones with Tololo and, and Austin Hooper. So do you feel like they'll, they'll put Richard Sherman on Julio Jones and kind of keep playing that cover one or that single high look that they use to run and try to kind of deal with the intermediate routes right? with Cam and Bobby Wagner?
5: You know, they'll mix it up, just like they did earlier in this season. Sometimes Richard went over and played against Julio. Sometimes he stayed over at his left corner spot. And, and Deshaun Shed, who's also a big physical corner, uh, they can play against a guy like Julio. Um, they'll let him stay on him. And, and then they'll play their their, uh, their patented zone defenses that they play. So uh, that's what you have to do against a good team. You, you can't show them the same thing all the time. Like every time Richard goes over there, it can't be manned. Uh, you got to play some zone wings over there. Just give different looks to a quarterback like Matt Ryan because if he gets zeroed in on what you're doing, it's, and just like his play caller, uh, they know exactly what to call if they know exactly what you're doing on defense. you got to spice it up. you got to mix it up a little bit.
0: As a quarterback, what would you say that Matt Ryan has improved on the most this year to get him to the MVP level and being in his race with Tom Brady and Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, and these guys? So what you in your mind he's improved the most this year from last year?
5: I just think he has a much more a better feel for the offense, um, being in the second year, and also um, really getting rid of the ball quickly. He's getting in and out of his hands because he's recognizing things so much more quickly. And when you can do that and be accurate with your throws, which he's always been, uh, you're going to have a, a good chance for success. But what I think the the Falcons have done a better job of is their play action game, um, whether it's you know the play action in the pocket or play action movement when he's getting it outside on the corners. Uh, he's doing a great job with that too so he's not giving you that same platform he's going to be throwing from all the time he's moving from different places and where before he used to you always knew matt ryan was going to be right there in the pocket and defensive line could just zero in on that now they can't do that anymore with him because of all the play action and movement stuff they have in their offense
0: and last week when we spoke to Dwyer Feeney, I told him on the air that I feel like he's the reason that Vic Beasley's playing so well. And he's probably the Falcons' most key acquisition of this past year was getting him to help Vic Beasley. So what do you feel about Vic Beasley as a pass rusher? You feel like Dwight Feeney is probably the reason why this young kid's playing so well with teaching him all his tricks of the trail on
5: that line there. Well, it's always good for a young player to have a veteran to, to feed off of, and, and the uh, the question is whether that veteran is going to try and help a young player, and th- if that young player is going to receive that uh, that instruction. Because there's a lot of you guys that think they know it all and don't want to take any instruction, and then there's older guys who feel threatened by younger guys. So the fact that those two have a relationship together, and they're and he's learning from uh, uh, from I mean, I just dropped his name but uh, from Dwight Freeney Freene, excuse me I'm sorry <laughs> Are you the, good, the fact that the, the fact that Beasley is learning from Freeney <laughs> that's the problem right there those two names um is a good thing for for Vic because he's had you know the best season this year as far as passing rushing the passer what 16 15, what 14 and a half sacks is that yeah, what it is this 14
0: year? And a half sacks, yeah. yeah he
5: led the league in, in sacks and you know after having a pretty disappointing uh, rookie season so um good for him that, that he's taken that uh that leadership, good for him that he's taken that uh, instruction and he's made it work for him because he's had a great year.
0: And it's, I want to ask you this about today. We got worried worried the charges of moving to L. A. The Rams moved from St. Louis last year to L. A. And the Rams probably going to Vegas. The, being a guy who played in the in, the, in back when it was all the teams were in their, in their markets, Houston even going to Tennessee as well, and Jacksonville and Carolina being the league now. Are you sad when you see teams like the Chargers move and the Rams lose St. Louis, leaving those fan bases behind who support those teams, pay their hard money to move just for more money, you know, because politics and people didn't get along and move. So how are you feel about the Chargers moving up to L.A., man?
5: You know, I just don't think it's a good move, especially right now. You just had the Rams come up here last year, and they, they didn't do very well in their first season there when you when you have a transition like that, where you're moving a whole organization, uh, you got to go through that transition period. And it affects everybody. You know, you're talking about the players, you're talking about everybody in the front office, families, you know, you have to find new schools for your kids. I mean, houses to live in, all this different stuff, and it really, I'm sure, is a distraction to, to a football team. So most teams that you see move don't do very well that first year or so, and, and the Rams were no different this year, and I'm sure San is going to go through the same thing, but that's what uh, big business is all about. Is it, it's about uh, money. This, this, this game, if it, when it boils down to it, it's about entertainment, and it's about how much money can you make. And It's not only for the players to make money when they move from team to team through free agency, but owners move teams and franchises from city to city. It's something that you hate to see, but that's, that's where we live in. And uh, it, It's unfortunate when it does happen because there is a lot of change that goes into it, and a lot of people are affected by it.
0: And I can remember when I was a kid when I am dating myself When the Titans moved to Tennessee, when all of us moved to Tennessee My mom lived there, I was here on the weekends And she'd take me to the Titans game and show me where they practiced at Tennessee State and she showed me all the silver day where they was at I, I was all over the place in that city when they moved up to, to Nashville So I kind of saw it firsthand as a kid when she'd take me, to take me around So I kind of knew exactly what the day they were going through Seeing it from, from a kid
5: yeah they went from uh to nashville they went to memphis and played at uh, the liberty bowl for a year then they went to nashville and played at vanderbilt for a year and then they finally got their stadium built and and got settled in but they suffered uh during those years that they were going through that transition before they finally turned into a you know a playoff team with uh eddie george and and steve mcnair and all the rest of them but yeah it, it affects everybody and uh Uh, you hate to see the city that that they leave because Houston was out football for 10 years before they finally got the Houston Texans. And who knows how long it's going to be before San Diego ever gets a team back, if they ever do. And last
0: one for you, Warren, is this, are you happy to see that the NFL owners are not going with the retread coaches right now? They're giving guys like McDermott a chance, McVay a chance, and giving, you know, guys like, you know, Vance Joseph a chance to be a head coach rather than go with the same old retreads where you know what they are, you know what they're about, and you know what it's going to be. Are you happy to see they're giving some guys new
4: opportunities
5: to be head coaches in the league now? Yeah, it's kind of been a trend now the last few years that uh, they're going with some younger, uh, younger coaches, to, you know, to start their careers. Um, they've seen where younger coaches uh, have had some success in, in winning early, and so if if you see somebody else having success doing a certain thing in the NFL, it's copycat league, and they're going to copy that. So it's great to see these young defensive coordinators like Vance joseph and people like that get that opportunity to to be a head coach in the national football league we need more african-american coaches uh in head coaching spots and um every time i see one i, I get a big smile on my face because uh these guys deserve those opportunities
0: you think lean will probably get the job in san diego think he has, has a chance with their joel well, la now he has a chance to get charge charter job now Who's that? Lynn, Anthony Lynn of Buffalo, the former, the running best yeah,
5: there. Yeah, I thought he was going to get the Buffalo job. I was really surprised that he didn't But because they, they, I knew they thought really highly of him and, and didn't want to lose him as an offensive coordinator. But he's another guy that deserves maybe to be a head coach, and, and maybe that's a job that's is right up his alley, San Diego. Yes,
0: indeed. Well, Warren, thank you for your time again, Warren. I appreciate you a lot. I hope to see you when you come to town this weekend and hope to see who wins this game on Saturday, Saturday at the Dome, man.
5: Yeah, it should be a good win. Like I said, a, a, you know, it's going to be two really good football teams playing against each other and uh, two good quarterbacks. And when you have two good quarterbacks in a big game, anything can happen. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how it turns out. But hopefully it's a, it's a great football game and everybody enjoys it.
0: Yes indeed. Warren, well, thank you again. You have a great time, night, man. You have a safe trip when you come out here, man.
5: Okay, take care. Great talking to you as always.
0: All right, folks. It's Warren Moon here on the Boss Man Show. next is Ryan Cameron after the break. <laughs>
2: Hello, I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team. And I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge, To find out more information about the Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it.
4: Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans,
0: I got a great album for you. show with John Beckler. We got special guests for you, v 13 Atlanta, and we got the Hawks pair announcer and the Falcons pregame show, that's End the Game. It's my man Ryan Cameron on the show. Ryan, what's up, bro? What's
6: good, man? What's happening?
0: Man, not much, man. I'm hyped and pumped for this game on Saturday. I know you hype and pumped. You got a live remote tomorrow morning at the Crystal. Man, how you feeling about this game for the Falcons on Saturday, man?
6: I mean, it's a big sports weekend, boss, man. You know, I mean, you got
0: Hawks on Friday. The return of Al Horford
6: coming back, you know, since he left us. And then you got Saturday with that playoff game. And then you got Sunday, another, the King Day game. I'm actually down here at Phillips Arena right now, man, practicing with uh, Regina Bell and and John Bell in the choir, man, because, you know, we get a lot of uh, love for the intros we do on King Day. So, you know, the choirs out there, we're going to introduce the players like we always do with the choir. So, you know, it's a big sports weekend. But back to your question, man. Hey, everybody! You know, win and stay home, baby. All we gotta do is win, and we stay home all the way to the. We gonna roll to the Super Bowl.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Hey. How this matchup, last game we played out there, them, them boys, we should have won that game. We know Sherman, if you're Julio, should have been us also win. So knowing that, doing what we know about that, you feel like we got this game in the hand. If Matt does what he does, Julio balls out, defense shut, shut down, if we play future, we'll be all right, won't we?
6: <laughs> well, I had a, a conversation with Hugh Douglas today, man, and we talked about the fact that, you know, Matt has the uh, – He's got to play three really great games, and then he can put the rest any of the detractors or any of the people who are, are always talking about, yeah, but when it comes to Matt Ryan, yeah, he's great, this, and he's this and that, but yeah, but he had one with this and one playoff game. But, you know, if he can play three great games, man, he can put all that to rest And He already has Hall of Fame numbers. All he needs is that ring.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And would you say this is probably his best team he's ever had? But the talent he has on offense, those running backs with Colburn and Freeman, and the receivers he got with Gabriel from the Browns cut him, they made a mistake, obviously. Robinson, you got Hardy, Sanu, along with Julio Jones, to make him off all these weapons on the field, to attack you high, low, intermediate all day long.
6: Yeah, I mean, you got to look at it, man. The Falcons,
0: when players have gone down, have always
6: found somebody that's over in the cut. That came up that you know been able to show and prove. and I think that's the one thing about this team man you watch and you know compared to teams in the past you hear the players talk about it man it's it's a different kind of team you know I was watching uh you know Steve young today on one of the on the shows he was like you know the Falcons it's a different kind of Falcons team because the Falcons have always been you know decent when it comes to the regular season but then they nut up when it comes to the playoffs but I don't think that's going to happen this year man I think it's a it's a team that is is that, you know is ready for destiny and he predicted. Falcons against the Steelers for the Super Bowl. I'm like, hey, I'm with
0: that. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go to H Town for that. V Live is going the wait for me for sure. <laughs> but yeah, but tell yeah, me, hey, think about this. Warren Moon said, on my previous segment just told me that Dwight he was the Falcons' best. <laughs> best play signed this he how he's helped Vic Beasley. You agree with one with how Dwight Freeney showed Vic Beasley how to be a pass rusher, or how to get get around these linemen and, and do his spin move and stuff. So you feel like he's been our key player that we signed last year was Dwight Freene to make us get, make this run we're on right now.
6: Well you know when the Falcons went and when they when they signed Dwight they said he wasn't gonna come in and be a coach. But I don't think that's been the case because you look at, I mean, come on, man. How, how does he go from what he had last year to lead the league in sacks and make it a Pro Bowl? It ain't because he changed his diet. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it had to be because somebody was over there in his ear. And, you know, one thing about a professional player, man, it's one thing if you come out of college or you come into the league and you think you already know everything. It's another thing if you come out and you come into the league and then somebody say, hey, you know, hey, young fella, let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to do this. And this how you can be more effective. You do this and you do this. And then you put that into a plan and it works. Because once that works, then you're going to be more apt to listen to more advice and you're going to get better, stronger, faster. And now we got, you know, we got Super Vic. You know, that's what we got right now, man. Hopefully he'll show and improve again on Sunday. You know, with, with 13 days off, we should be good and going. You know, uh, but like me and my man Hugh Douglas talking about today, man, you know, he said both times he had a, a layoff. You know, they lost. One time they didn't have a layoff and they lost. So you can't really tell, man, because any given Sunday, you never know what's going to happen. I'm predicting the upset in uh, Dallas this weekend. I predict the Falcons to do their thing and, and, and have a season And then we'll see what happens next week.
0: No doubt, Ryan Cameron here on the Boston Show. If you were the Three Hawks pay Announcer, Falcons game show, that's not the game, people. Check him out, Now, Ryan. Thanks, you said last year in the Dome. You feel like this? This is our year because last year in the Dome, twenty-five years of the Dome, going to stay in next door. We got to close the Dome out with a Super Bowl win. Twenty-five years of the Dome, been getting stuff in. So you feel like we got this? This is just so selling no value. It's our year, man. What you feel about that?
6: Oh yeah, I agree with you, man. It's destiny. I mean, it's no reason. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's the last year that they get ready to tear that thing down and put it in some kind of movie, and then that's a wrap. I mean, it, it, it's, it, the cars are lined up. If the players do what they're supposed to do, the fans do what they're supposed to do, it, it'll be a great ending for a great run for a great building. that's kind the of a lot of great memories. But why not go ahead and take it out the best way it can be, you know, with a championship?
0: Now I heard you talking about this morning, Ryan, on your show It's more about – Dan Quinn, the Falcons. And I want to play future, or know about Russell Wilson. If it was me, I want to get in dude's head, play wicked, same damn time, <laughs> march everything to get in that man head. Why would not the Falcons let go and do it? You and I both know DJ plays anyway at this Falcon game, so he will not play in the set no more because of they said not to.
6: No, I just think you know, he, well, the Falcons, you know, they said they weren't going to do nothing on purpose, but you know, the DJ was in the paper today, the official DJ of the Falcons, saying you know he played future every game, so he wasn't going to stop now so it may be a, uh it's gonna be interesting to see like even if they play instrumentals you know that's how we do stuff we get around stuff. you ain't got to play the lyrics you can play the instrumentals i mean you still know it's caroline even though you do hit hear by the rapping you still know that beat so if you just drop any of them beats uh, if, without the rapping on that we still gonna know that future so we there's <laughs> yeah. a way to get around
0: it <laughs> you better believe that now now for you you're a Atlanta native born and bred what has been your that's most right. memorable moment at the georgia dome
6: uh, probably when it was supposed to be Michael Jordan's last game. And we had like 51,000 up in there. And uh, I was doing the in game announcing. I was a, like the, the, the guy who did all the contests on the court. And it was packed in there. then I got another dome memory when uh, one of the, when the players got mad uh, for the Hawks and, and kicked the ball over the stands and it hit somebody. Uh, that was a big memory. And then when uh, Holyfield fought uh, in – and the Georgia Dome wanted to bring it home and almost lost. <laughs> so yeah. I got lots of memories, man, but they all are sports related, that's for sure.
0: I've got two more for you, man. How pleased were you? To see how the Falcons fans respond to Michael Vick when he played against them Aints when they came out there and how they cheered that man and what he did. We did for the city, galvanized us, and entertained us all those years, man. We to see how the fans really gave him a, a true response and an ovation. The crowd kind of touched him out, out down there, down below when he came out off the field.
6: Oh, yeah, I agree with that, man. I, I think time heals all wounds, man. I mean, especially when you talk about somebody who not only did they, you know, serve their time, but they came out and tried to be a, a better person and, and be an advocate for something that got him into a lot of trouble and, and cost him some years of his career, man. I think uh, for the fans, whether you hated him or you loved him, when you cannot take away from the fact that when he was an Atlanta Falcons, that he made this building become electric. He made the Georgia Dome become electric. I just remember seeing in uh, that that play when he uh, beat Minnesota and split them two defenders and they crashed into each other. I knew we had something special, man. And uh, you know what? I'm glad that they, they recognized him. I'm glad the fans gave it up. And I'm sure he was very pleased. And
0: finally, for you know, as you mentioned, Al Horford returns tomorrow night to the Holiday Factory. How is it going to be for you now to be able to say Al Horford boss when he comes out there and plays tomorrow night playing at Boston Greens. How is it going to be for you, man?
6: Well, me and Al been going back and forth on Twitter, man. You know, just uh, direct messaging, man. But not really, you know, over live. But you know, Al's always been a good guy, man. He's always supported me. You know, come and hung out with my kids and, and, and done stuff, and you know, been a, a really cool guy. So for me, it's always been, you know, all love. But trust me, when I introduce him, he definitely gonna be just Al Horford. I don't care what he did.
0: <laughs> I want to hear this. That foul was offensive. Al Horford Al Horford. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man hey, You the best man Hey thank you as always Ryan I'm gonna see you at the game on Saturday man Rise up bro
2: Let's go man We'll see you Alright folks Ryan I came here to the Bossman Show Hello, I'm Dana Ford head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team and I'd like to invite you to be a part of the rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU The mission of the rebound foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence You can make a contribution without being at the game at PledgeIt.org, TSU rebound challenge To find out more information about the Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle, The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it.
4: Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
0: Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. on the job the boss man show new year new show boss man had coach rick ray southeast missouri state had warren moon hall fame football player seahawks running and we had ryan cameron v103 Atlanta, the hawks PA announcer but now we're joined by our new email reader and f- featured on the x 16 with me it is jay monique who was a vet, who has a big fan who will not mention, but he's dumb as I don't know what. How you doing, Jay? Hey. <laughs> yes, indeed. She is here. And we're gonna do the boss report, so Jay's has gonna work. I'm gonna read you a story. I'm gonna get you a take on the on the story. This is a bad take, of course. But we'll get you a take on this story, okay? Okay. No doubt. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's Bossport. First story is this, down in your area, Florida crazies. Ex NBA bench warmer Orion Green arrested for breaking into two women's homes and following them while they sleep. What? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Wait, he broke into two women's homes and then he he followed them while they were sleeping?
0: Yeah, he fondled them and touched on them and groped them while they sleep.
3: Oh, that's one sick man. That's a sick dude. He needs a lot of help. That's a sick man.
0: I would say so. I that's
3: mean, they... the, the thirst is real.
0: Yeah, like, no wonder you're not in the NBA no more. You're just a bench warmer because you can't even get females. You have to go fondle them and get some action. Terrible.
3: Exactly. Yeah, he just needs to stay over there on that bench, keep warming it.
0: Here we go. We got Mr. Ruin Your Team. Trey Songz is blamed for New York Giants losses to the Packers after he hosted a sassy yacht party with Odell Beckham, Jolin Shepard, and Victor Cruz. He
3: what?
0: He hosted a party with uh, Giants players and they lost to Green oh, Bay wow. last week. So wow. he's blaming Trey Songz, Mr. Ruin Your Team.
3: Yay. That's the same
0: say so for Mr. That's Song.
3: definitely
0: a shame. <laughs> yeah. He's got arrested in Detroit. Now he's m- making teams lose. Mr. Yeah, he's just taking no those L's. <laughs> yes. Major L's. This has been your area again. Get this. Florida man is arrested after using an industrial broom to break into a house to steal electronics, steal beer, and wings, and fall asleep on the floor.
3: <laughs> he is I need to rerun that part about the, using an industrial broom to break it houses.
0: <laughs> yes! Florida man was arrested after using an industrial broom to break into a house to get electronics, steal beer, eat wings, and he falls asleep on the floor.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's another person that just has... <laughs> he has... <laughs> He just took an L on that. Exactly. I mean Wow. Cause my, I mean normally people break in the houses like you know steal a bunch of things of valuables. Uh he ate wings and got drunk and laid on the floor.
5: Yeah.
0: I didn't know you need to
3: break into a person's house to do that in the first place.
0: Exactly. That's another bad take right there. Terrible take. <laughs> this is just bad takes on 10. Here we go. This happened right here in my in my backyard. Georgia porn gay Georgia porn star arrested after beating his boyfriend with a laptop out the home and catching him watching gay porn via the Xbox.
3: Wow. Oh my gosh. Out of all the things to beat somebody with, you're going to take up a laptop, which is of value, by the way. And you going to beat somebody with it? I mean, does it say how many times he hit him with the laptop? Over 40. What? Yes. <laughs> that laptop, did it? It was
0: a Toshiba laptop he hit him Not the Toshiba? Yes. Oh, no. This is my question, though. You are a gay porn star. What's wrong with him watching gay porn?
3: Yeah, I don't get it why he'd be so bent out of shape by him watching gay porn, considering that he is a gay porn star. Yeah, that doesn't even make the slightest bit of sense.
0: I'm just trying to make that correlation. How's there a sin or wrong when you are a gay porn star? Right. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. And Florida man arrested after driving on X's lawn and throwing oranges at her windows after refusing to break him off some cakes when he dropped the kids off.
3: After refusing to break him off what?
6: Some cakes.
3: So he decided to some. drive by her house, and so let me get this straight. So this is a drive-by of oranges.
5: <laughs>
4: That's what yes. we do now. Yes.
3: That's, they, that's how they doing it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, watch out for that ex. You need to be doing a drive-by orange shootout. Well, what's,
0: what's, what's worse? Oranges or gain and, and what's,
3: what's, what, what, what is worse? Both of them are pretty bad, to be honest with you. Because I never <laughs> heard of somebody, they decided the best way to hurt their ex is to throw oranges at their house. I mean, I know during, like, Halloween time, like, people are at risk of having their house's eggs. You know, if they don't answer the door, if they don't give out candy and stuff like that, and they barely even do that anymore, but to throw oranges at an ex's house, I've never heard of that.
0: Terrible. We have wasted air. Uh-oh. Slizzard Canadian pilot arrested after being found slumped over in cockpit with porno playing on his phone drunk three times past the Canadian legal limit of alcohol
3: wow yeah don't trust that pilot <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh exactly. wow out of all the places to get drunk at he has all See. these lives in his hands and decides to get drunk Okay.
0: and watch porn while he's allegedly flying the
3: people and watch porn wow
0: what was the name of this airline again? Big porn Watcher.
3: Huh? What was the name of this airline again to make sure I don't go on it?
0: Air Canada.
3: I won't be flying on Air Canada.
0: But will you fly on Delta?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the, the, the guy that you speak of, um, as far as Delta, he's in the international section. Uh oh. That is international, though. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. oh. could be. Uh oh. Exactly. That's okay. That's okay. If I know I'm (laughs) wearing belts, I'll just, you know, take care of him. I'm just something he ain't throwing my bag. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And we have a naked Florida man who was arrested after breaking into a home on a quest for, quote, sesame seeds for his hamburger. What?
3: So he did what? This
0: naked Florida man was arrested. After breaking into home on a quest for sesame seeds for his hamburger.
3: Well, first of all, I'm confused for, for a couple of reasons here. First of all, why was he naked to begin with? What does being naked have to do with sesame seeds at all? And why was exactly. he looking for sesame seeds for his hamburgers? Uh, why not just buy buns with sesame seeds already on them? I'm confused.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like
3: what, what? So how was he trying to get these sesame seeds again?
0: I, I, I never knew that they sold sesame seeds by the bag. I didn't know
3: that. Did I didn't know that either. I thought it was already on the bun.
0: <laughs> they have cool bag sesame seeds, allegedly. Why, first of
3: all? Definitely. Right, why would somebody have those? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, who wants to turn around and take time out of their time to turn around and manually put sesame seeds on a bun?
0: they're going to fall all the way off and once you pick
3: it up. Exactly. That's that's what I'm confused with. I'm not much of a fan of Sesame Seeds myself in the first place, but I guess that's why I'm even more confused. Um,
0: uh, uh-uh. Another bad take, right? No no takes have been good so far in the Boston for today. None. It's going to get worse here. Marilyn Mann is arrested after shooting at his wife and ending up in a standoff with police over a grilled cheese sandwich that someone took a bite out of behind his back. Wow. Yeah. That is just ridiculous. Yeah. This
3: <laughs> is like, some really bad is... takes.
0: <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> like, what? Who does this? He does. I guess a Merlin man does this. And this is another bad take. Naked Florida man once more arrested. What? What's up with these naked people? A, I don't know. Maybe they hot down there. I don't know. I don't know. He naked Florida man is arrested after attempting to burglarize spy store by posing as a vendor selling, quote, surveillance cameras, and condoms.
3: What? Yeah. So, he decided to pose as a vendor while naked? While trying to commit a burglary?
0: (laughs) Yes. By selling rails, cameras, and condoms. Wow. Mm mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he definitely took the L on that one.
0: Hell well, here we go. We We got to be going back to Virginia. Virginia man arrested after cracking homeowners in the head with a frozen salmon package tying them up in the basement and having a party get shut down due to quote excessive marijuana usage and sex on the front deck.
3: Wait, so he was mad about the the excessive noise and all this other stuff, so he hit them over the head with a frozen salmon pack? Oh, no,
0: no, this is a burglar who cracked a homeowner's head with a frozen
3: salmon pack. <laughs> <Not> right.
0: T- <laughs> Tied him up in the basement. Then he had a party at their house. Uh. He got shut down due to excessive marijuana usage and sex on the front deck.
3: Wow, I'd have to say that's probably one among the craziest ones. First of all, first to begin with, let, let's start with the frozen salmon packet. I've never heard of a, a robber or a criminal using that as a weapon. Exactly. And decided to hit somebody over the head with a with frozen salmon packet and then turn around, tie them up so that he could have a party in their yes. basement? Yes. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Are you sure? <laughs> One of the dumbest things I've ever
0: heard. Yo, I was gonna say I'll be, I'll be okay. I'll, if you're sure about that, I'll go with that. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we have a Florida man arrested after breaking into an apartment and inviting a backpage date and local escort over for a special party of adult sorts. so he can quote Feel the power of the
3: woman. So this guy did what?
0: I'm confused. He broke into an, broke into an apartment, inviting his back page date and local escort over for a special party of adults who he can quote, feel the power
3: of the woman. Feel the power of the woman. This guy's a weirdo. Yeah.
0: Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We, 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 we. Texas man's arrested after posing as a OBGYN for three years <laughs> and getting free fields on ladies and other out office benefits for service
3: he's just a pervert mm-hmm. he's just a pervert cause I, I, I can almost guarantee that the main reason why um, a man would sit up there and pretend to be an OBGYN is just to you know cop a feel you know when otherwise he wouldn't be able to do so. Mm-hmm.
0: I think, that, I think anyway about OBGYN, like you must be a weird man to want to go in that line of work. <laughs> you know, like, I think you make a lot of money because people keep having babies and stuff and need checkups, but if you're a man to the profession, I'm concerned. Well, believe
3: it or not, a lot of these male OBGYNs are actually married. Two women, of course. Yes. They are they are married.
4: That's good.
0: I was wondering for a second what, what, what's, what's the purpose? But yeah. Woo wee. Texas, Texas man's own own one. We got another Florida man is arrested after going into Starbucks restroom and using a hand dryer to dry off from hose pipe bath. What exactly <laughs> Why
3: on earth was he going to Starbucks and do that?
0: And what's a hose pipe?
3: Yeah, that's the part that confuses me, mean? too.
0: <laughs> Maybe he was just, Boiling like, holding himself down or
3: something, and then went in there. Maybe he can't, like, take a shower. Maybe his water was shot off or something.
0: Uh, he had to be naked, dude. Oh.
3: had to be. That's
0: messed up. Why else well, so would he get arrested for, for, for drying it off? He had to be naked, right? Exactly. The answer to this story, Mr. Missed, missed a, a Key Detail. He was naked, a naked Florida man. Woo, wee, and the final story in the Boston 4 today is this. It's been a good one already. Florida man arrested after filming detective showering after climbing up tree right into her restroom so he can see her in all of her, quote, awesomeness.
3: Wow. So, which one was the detective? The female was the detective?
0: Yes up kind of the the taper in her bathroom.
3: Well, that's a dumb thing to do. I mean, first of all, somebody shouldn't be doing that anyway and peeping in on somebody, taking a shower, or peeking in on them, period. But I mean, on top of that, to make matters worse, the man turned around and peeked in and put it on tape, a detective? That's the dumbest thing on earth. One of, I should say.
0: And my other thing is why did you have windows in your bathroom? Why don't you have curtains up in your bag? That's another thing,
3: too. Why like, how is? he just get access that easy to be able to get a full view of her in the first place? So just like you said, why didn't she have curtains up?
0: Like, I know you're in the upstairs house. People still see up there. They sure can. I mean, I mean <laughs> I'm like,
3: They sure can, plus come you got on. drones and stuff. People are getting drones. I mean, it's pretty simple.
0: Oh, God. This report's been crazy. So, Jay, what is your take? on your first Boston point experience today.
3: Oh my gosh, I think um, a lot of these stories were weird. I think these people are a bunch of weirdos. Uh, some were worse than others. Some were crazier than others. Um, but yeah, it was just off the charts uh, with these bad takes tonight. Just off the charts. No.
0: No doubt. Would they tell my people about your show, Outline show, radio show, and your new
5: gig.
3: I'm a a radio personality on Outline Show. It's been uh, around since about November 2015. Um, We talk about celebrities, entertainment, uh, sometimes dating or anything else that we find interesting or was a headlining story. And then we talk about it, give our real opinions about it. Uh, We're not scripted or anything like that. And also um, there's interviews on there and, you know, uh, some have been celebrity interviews that are on the show.
0: Yeah, uh, well, folks, she's in here reading emails this year, as I told you previously. And her show is, she got rid of some horrible people, which is the same way I did here. But, you know, you know, so we have that in common, too, as well. So, folks, enjoy this week's show on the Boston Radio Network, BostonRadioShow.com. Like I said previously, Rick Ray. We had Warren Moon, and Ryan Cameron, and Jay Monique here on the show, folks. Check me out. it has been the Boston Man Show. We out. And if you don't know, now you know, you know.
2: Hello, I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team. And I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge, To find out more information about the Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it.
4: Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
0: Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you.